It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. When his idea of game night has you feeling played, or your teacher's pet has become unleashed, and inseparable, has become intolerable. Visit boystown.org parenting. We've got parenting guides, videos, articles, tools, and quick tips from experts backed by over 100 years of experience. Get your parenting going in the right direction with Boystown. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and a huge welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. It's a show where I'm able to um, talk to my friends and to share with you what amazing people I know. And one of the most amazing people that I know is a lady called Jill Tiny. And Jill has an amazing role in her life. But let me read you a little bit about her. As a community catalyst, Jill Tiny created and looks after the Collaboration Global Community. Together, they're instrumental in creating collaborations that in some large or small part can and do change our world. We connect, collaborate and grow. This community works to build and develop strategies that help collaborations to success by providing a safe space for abundant thinking and practical solutions to bring a project to fruition. She's an author, international speaker, business coach, wife and mother, and her mission in life is to teach the world to collaborate. And before we start to have a chat, I just want to set in motion a thought. We are all stronger when we work together than we are when we act independently and separately. I want you to think about your life and how many different situations where you currently collaborate. You don't have to be a business person to collaborate. You don't have to be someone who has a huge mission in life to make a positive difference. But how you interact with people, the relationship that you create with people makes an enormous difference. And as you look around the world, there's just so much dissension and division. And it seems to me so important that we find a way to work together. I've known Jill for many years now, and she's a great friend and somebody I know that, you know, if I'm a bit down in the dumps, I can pick up the phone and she'll pick me up. And I hope I do the same for her. And she has an amazing organisation. It is international um, around collaboration and having the same values. So without more ado, I would like to introduce you to Jill Tiny. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the show. Hi Gina, thank you so much for having me. This feels like one of our usual chats where we get together and have a good natter and put the world to rights. But hopefully there'll be other people out there going, oh yes, I agree, I agree, that's really <laughs> good point, Jill, good point, Gina. Um, we'll... We're very good at doing that, aren't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, before we get started, just share people a brief potted history of, of how you come to be where you are and what you're doing. Okay, gosh, brief. Ah, really tough. Um, the short story is I'm a Pollyanna. 
Uh, I'm an eternal optimist. Um, Simon Sinek's got a, a podcast called um, A Little Bit of Optimism, and that's just me all over. And a lot of people used to call me naive because I was so optimistic. And I'm like, but why can't it be like that? And I see the world around me and the things that are broken and not working. Like, why can't people get on? Why can't they just be nice? Why can't they work together? Why can't this happen or that? You know, it just a lot of it doesn't make sense to me. And I'm very simply minded and I can see ways of making life easier for everybody. Um, so through my life, I've been a teacher, uh, a bit like yourself, where I'm helping young people. And as I've progressed, I now teach adults, but also bring people together uh, as a business coach to help them understand, you know, you can do more when you, you go and work with him and she can go and work with you. And, and then together you actually get more done, you reach more people, you have a bigger impact. We collect people at Collaboration Global because they have a mission and a purpose of their own, but they've been working on their own or perhaps with just one or two. And the philosophy in my head is that if we're all together, the more of us there are, the more people we're gonna help. And then once you've done a collaboration, you learn amazing things from it. So you can pay that knowledge and that information and sometimes that finance that you get from a collaboration, pay it forward to people that are less able than yourself, less um, in less fortuitous circumstances. You give them your knowledge, you give them your experience, you pay that forward to help those um, that haven't got as much as you have whatever that might be, as much information, as much knowledge, whatever. So the whole concept of Collaboration Global, which happened organically over time, when people going, this is great, how do we join? And we're like, oh, we're just having a conversation, we don't know. Shall we have, shall we have a little meeting? Okay, let's have a meeting. And then it, it carried on. And the pandemic happened and we ended up online, which is how we really became global. And now people around the world are going, what's this Collaboration Global thing? What do you do? Well, in reality, we hold the space. We hold the space for people to come together, to share their good stuff, to be human and to fail and to try things out and to challenge themselves and to fall over, but learn from it and get up and have someone pick you up and say, come on, I'll help you. Um, and it's the best of humanity coming together, realizing that we are all human, we're, we're all fallible, but we all have a desire in our hearts to do better for ourselves as individuals but also for the planet um, and it's a huge dream as you know Gina and it's it's probably never going to be come to fruition because I think it's going to be ongoing it's not going to happen in my lifetime but the potential of the majority of people in this world are good and we can help as many people as possible when we all come together and that's the kind of premise of why we're coming together to see that we can leave a legacy on this planet and go because of this community, we were able to do that and that and that and that and see how many people we can help. So that's the potted history. I'm a Pollyanna. I'm an optimist. It's interesting, isn't it? Because one of the things that I talk about in one of my books is the difference between informed optimism and blind optimism. <laughs> and it's interesting because I, I don't think you're a Pollyanna because the Pollyanna is a blind optimist, somebody who doesn't look at the situation and work within the reality of that, mm. but just sticks their head in the, the, the sand and says, it'll be all right. For me, you're what I call an informed optimist, that you look at what might work and that you, you take action to make that dream a reality. Mm. For those of you listening, I belong to um, Collaboration Global 
for a number of years. Um, in its previous iteration, um, I, I wasn't. I was a member in the latter part of the the initial organisation. But it's become something very different, I think, since it's become collaboration global. Mm. And it's an, an opportunity for people to come together to talk about some of the really tricky things in life, but in a safe space. And, you know, I'm often asked by people who are visiting one of your meetings, you know, so what is it? Is it a networking group? Is it a personal and spiritual development group? Is it something else? And my reading of it, it's all of those. It's not the conventional, you know, where we've all got 60 seconds to talk about what we do. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah. through the conversation, there's always a great speaker. And through the conversation um, about the theme of, of the speaker, that there is an opportunity for people to explore, what do I think about that? And why do I think that? And is there a different perspective that I can, can take? Um, and for me, it's one of those, those opportunities to really explore my own thinking and to challenge it. And, you know, it's a interesting because it's not everybody agreeing. And I think mm. people who believe that collaboration is you've all got to um, absolutely agree on everything. That's not the case, is it? It's really interesting that what I think we do well there is we listen. Because it's all very easy to somebody to say something that's a little bit of a stretch and makes us go, oh, that's a bit, I'm not sure about that. And you could react in anger or you could react with this kind of knee-jerk reaction, like, well, that's ridiculous, fancy saying that. Um, one of the things I often cite is the conversation we had over Brexit um, where people said to me on the day, we had a meeting and they said, I think, I think we should talk about Brexit. I think it's the day after the vote. So you imagine that in the UK. There were an awful lot of angry people around. And there were people in the room that were very happy that Brexit was going to happen. There were people in the room that were furious it was going to happen. And someone said, I think we need to talk about this. I said, OK, well, house rules, you know, you have to listen. And I think that's what we're really good at is we listen. So there was nobody sitting there going, well, that's ridiculous. You might feel like that. That might be your initial reaction. But you, you're in this space, this safe space of going, OK, I don't understand that. Can you tell me some more? Um, and it's giving the other person permission where you don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to feel put upon or got at because they're giving you the respect of listening. So you can say what you want to say in a calm, measured way. And the other person can go, oh, actually, I see. I've never thought of it like that before. Uh, and it came away at the end of that conversation where People hadn't necessarily changed their mind, but there was a huge respect in the room for each other to go, I'd never seen it like that before. Thank you so much for sharing what you shared. I can now appreciate where you're coming from. I've seen it from a different perspective. And it's understanding different people's contexts because we've all lived a different life. We've all had different experiences. So the fact that somebody in one of our meetings said, um, you probably will think I'm ridiculous and I don't want you to judge me, but I think I've been uh, abducted by aliens. He said, in fact, I don't know what to think, but these are the situation. This is what happened. And I was on the front page of this newspaper back in the day when he was 11 years old. 
And these conversations, you would expect most people to like, oh, I'm out, right? That's too much, too much information. But nobody did. And we all kind of went, oh, gosh, what's, what happened? And you hear this story and you go, sounds like you're abducted by humans. <laughs> you know, we, we don't know. But I'm not arrogant enough to say that's ridiculous. We're not even going to talk about that. I think the community is mature enough to have a grown-up conversation on any single subject and we have gone from a to z we've gone from black lives matter where it was quite uh, it could have been quite volatile but the respect was in the room this is when we had outsiders join us as well so it could have got volatile we've had the the conversations around covid and we had one conversation recently that was um how do i know if i'm truly loved and i thought to me i'm like well that's pretty simple we'll, we'll talk about that and we'll find something else to talk about afterwards but we had a whole hour conversation on that and to say we needed your tissue is not an understatement it was quite a powerful space and a privilege to be part of that conversation where people that had suffered and had um, gone through horrific things in their lives was able to share some of it or say I understand what you're talking about without sharing a thing but knowing that that empathy uh, and that compassion was in the room, it was a real privilege to be there. And I'm going to ask you to, to hold that conversation because we've got to go for a quick break. There's so many things we're going to talk about, so please don't go away, and we're going to carry on the conversation after this short break. He was the heart of your family, and he taught you our history. He helped you fix your first flat. He was the best backyard DJ around. And every time he'd tell a story, he'd own the room. But now more than ever, he may feel alone. Today, older adults and their loved ones are struggling to connect in a time when connection has never been more important. But there is something we can do. Embrace our older loved ones through StoryCorps Connect. With StoryCorps Connect, you can honor seniors remotely with an interview about their life. Every interview will be archived at the Library of Congress, becoming part of American history, so that years from now, future generations can listen in. All right, Grandpa. What's one piece of advice you have for me? Just three words, sweetheart. Live with courage. The man that had the best stories still has plenty of stories to tell. So connect virtually and share the conversation of a lifetime at storycorpconnect.org slash AARP. Connect, honor, share. StoryCorps Connect. A message from AARP, StoryCorps, and the Ad Council. Long day? With ADT, it's safe to say... Nap time. Okay when you know your home is protected by the largest security network in the industry. Protect what matters most with the security company that's helped save more lives than any other home security provider. So, welcome back. You talked before the break about there's no, there's no taboo subject, that the opportunity is there to talk about everything. And I think that's one of the things that I really value about being within the group, that, that it feels safe to have a conversation uh, uh, with people that have a very different way of life, point of view to me. But I think that that's based on the values that the group, uh, the group hold and ultimately that, that come from you and the members. What would you say First of all, what would you say is the value of having shared values? That's a bit of a clumsy way of saying <laughs> it. Um, and what are those values? Okay. Um, I, people think they have to have shared values, which means they have to have the same. 
um, but it's not the same at all. I think perhaps aligned is a, is a better word. So we have kind of, we had about a dozen that we wanted to use and we actually thought, no, we can put them down into three. So the three that we have that people feel resonate with them uh, and they feel like, yeah, I can take, I take that. That's a good value is um, the three that we have is love, human being first and collaboration. And when I say collaboration, it's the being of collaboration as opposed to the doing of collaboration. So let me explain. If your foundation for everything you do in your business, in your life, in the community, with other people, wherever you are, whether you're stretching yourself in your challenging yourself in what you're going to do, if the fundamentals and the foundations and the, the backbone of everything who you are is love, it's very difficult to have animosity and hate and anger and all the negative uh, emotions. We are all about raising the consciousness and raising the positive energy within the community. So love is like our superpower. It's Can like I just stop you there? Because I think that's such an important thing for us to unpick before you go on. And I suspect that we're going to get to the end of this interview and, and a conversation and there's always more to say. I have part two, it's okay. <laughs> It's interesting, but I think it's important to identify what we mean by love, because so many people see it as pink and fluffy um, and weak. And for me, when we talk about coming from a, a, a place of love, love is on the continuum and it's at the high end of the continuum. And I'd like to see it as a vertical line, not as a horizontal line. And at the other end is fear. And the decisions we make and the actions we take are going to be very different if you come from a place of love or a place of fear. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, when I was a principal of a school, and I'm sure when you were a teacher, and certainly in all of my dealings with clients, with parents, if you think about a relationship which is built on love, you can have very, very high standards. It means that you can say to someone, I believe you're better than this. You can do better. And if people know it's coming from a place of love, they can take it on board. Yes. And one of the things that gave me great pleasure was when young staff would come and say, as they were going for promotion very often, you know, you always had high standards, but I wanted to meet them because I knew it came from a place of really caring. Mm. And I think so often the decisions that we see being made, you, know, you look around the room, it's coming from a place of fear and separation. Yes. And uh, go on, sorry, Jim. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that is the paradigm that we're living in at the moment. The world out there is living in a place of fear and scarcity and competition. And uh, we can blame whatever we want to blame on it. Is it the capitalist? Is it consumerist? Is it all, all those kind of things? But ultimately, that's the space that people live in. You know, they have to earn enough money to get enough stuff. They have to, um, you know, they've got this fear around somebody might steal my clients. So they're worried about the competition and what if the competition steals my IP and all this kind of negative emotion where if you replace that, which is what I feel like we've got this crucible of love and we've replaced that fear with love and connection to yourself as well as to others and living in abundance, there's plenty to go around. Then our world global problems 
are now based on distribution and not scarcity because we have enough of everything we need in this world. It's just some people have way too much and some people have nothing at all. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. This love is, is you can challenge anyone. You ask permission to challenge. And then if they say yes, they know it's gonna be coming from our community from a place of love. And that's why I feel that it gives us this strength to, to cut away all the, the rubbish and get really close and um, supportive in your relationships within the community. And when you know somebody is saying, right, I want to help you in your business, or I want to help you over this limiting belief you have, or I want to help you in this relationship that's gone a bit wonky, you listen to them because you know they're coming at it, not from a, oh, let me tell you what to do. I know best because I've been in that situation and you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to tell you that doesn't exist. It's like, let's work together and see how we can find a solution. And it's rather than looking at a problem and going, this, this uh, solution fits all, we're going, no, what about another solution, another solution, another solution, and then find the one that feels right. We're, we're very much into um, the, the energy that's being given off and the, the intuition that we feel, um, knowing that we're coming from a place of love, the intuition be becomes much stronger. So if you imagine, going on to our second value, if, if everything is based on love, then human being first, it's fantastic because it means that all of humankind are connected. So we don't care how much you earn. We don't care what you do for a living. Those are things that can be changed in the blink of an eye. What we care about is who you're being. What we care about is, is the person that you can become and, and the, the vision and the mission and your purpose in life and what legacy you're going to leave. So it doesn't matter if you're black or white or whatever color your skin is or whether you're old or young, what, wherever your experience is, your genius can come from a five-year-old. In fact, we've had, we've had eight-year-olds teach us lessons in the meetings when we've brought our children into the community. It's been amazing. Um, we don't care what sex you are, uh, what sexual orientation you are. You know, all of these differences that our current world is very, very good at showing up and divide and conquer and we're saying no let's bring everyone together wherever you are on whatever spectrum there is no black or white right or wrong good or bad it's all part of this thing that we can this move along this up and down line or this horizontal line however you see it in your mind's eye um, it's like the energy we can go from um, grief and bereavement all the way through to joy and enlightenment but you don't often just go on a hop skip and a jump there's usually some places to go in between so having this human being first it kind of stops you when you're ready to accuse or get angry or upset it's like hang on a minute if that person said that thing in this space of collaboration global they probably didn't mean to upset me they probably didn't mean to get me angry or upset there's obviously a misunderstanding so you've got to be brave enough and have courage to go to that person and go that thing you said I don't know if it was me I don't know if it's something in my past but I really got triggered by that can we sit down and have a conversation without apportioning blame, just unpacking what's going on? And in that space, you don't have to learn a lot about yourself. And then when you've learned that, you can be collaboration because being collaboration is coming from a place of abundance. I'm going to just stop you because we've got to go to a quick break. Oh, wow. We'll talk about the third value when we come back. Okay. So don't go away. There's still more to come. See you in a minute.
see something suspicious, but you don't want to get involved. It's nothing, you think. Can you be sure? If you see something, say something. Report suspicious activity to local authorities. Okay, here we go. Three, two. Three, two, one. COVID-19 has been a really long and difficult fight. So when we start talking about COVID, I completely get it. It's frustrating. We've all been impacted one way or another. The fight against COVID is also changing really quickly. And it's sometimes really hard to keep up. So here are a few things we know. We are not fighting the same virus from 2020. Right now, new variants are a lot more contagious and need to be taken seriously. Getting vaccinated and staying boosted is the best way to keep you protected from COVID-19 and help you stay out of the hospital. Even if you got COVID before, it's important that you go get your COVID booster. COVID vaccines are safe much safer than getting COVID-19. We all want this to end sooner than later. So go ahead and do things. Go out and live your life, but get vaccinated, stay boosted. We can all do our part. And get back to living. You can go to getvaccineanswers.org for more information. Where are you headed? Uh, just gonna hang out. If any of your buddies ever pressure you to take a drink, just tell them you promised your dad you wouldn't. I promise. Love you too, Dad. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Welcome back. And we were talking about the uh, the values that B Collaboration, the organization that, that, that Jill has created, um, actually mean in real terms. And the B Collaboration is very much... Uh, about the way in which people interact together. So Jill, the third value, talk us through that. Um, well, the third value of being collaboration is, um, is, is being able to live from a place of abundance. Now, it, the, the three pillars of how you understand how to collaborate come from knowing yourself first in order to be able to connect fully with other people, understanding your business for growth, and then be in collaboration and teaching others how to be in a space of abundance. And it's like a, a jacket that you can put on, you know, in the world out there, fear, scarcity, competition, um, you kind of protect yourself, you're shielding yourself, you're making sure you don't get hurt, you're making sure that nobody's taking anything from you that they shouldn't. In a collaborative collaboration space where you're taking on the mantle of love and connection and abundance, you want to help. You see opportunities everywhere. You're not uh, in a negative space where you're concerned about somebody. I've just taken on somebody as um, uh, an intern um, to help me for the next three months. And we finished a conversation, had a lovely time. It crossed my mind. I don't know who the hell she is. I don't know where she's come from. We've just bumped into each other on LinkedIn and she could be anybody, you know. And it's like, I think if I was in the fear scarcity space, I would be checking her out. I'd be wanting to see references. I'd be wanting to see who she's worked for before. But you know, it's like, I didn't even see her face because she said, I'm in my pajamas. Oh, that's why I've not got my camera on. I said, that's okay, that's fine. You know, and I might, some people are listening to this going, oh, she's crazy. You know, why would you take on somebody you don't even know? I might be crazy, right? But I'd rather live in the world where I can trust everyone. My philosophy is if you're a human being first, and I don't care about all the other stuff. I trust you. First things first, I love you because that's a given in our community. And love not in the romantic sense or the, you know, it's just the basis of we should love each other as because we are human beings here together. 
Uh, and then I trust you because I love you. I trust you as a given. It's my gift to you. And because I trust you, I respect you. And it's up to you if you want to lose that. We're running out of time. So tell people how and where can they find you? And if they're a business person and they're interested in belonging to this amazing um, group of people, how do they contact you? Okay, well, you can email me, uh, Jill, G-I-L-L, at collaborationglobal.org. Happy to have emails. Um, or go to the website, collaborationglobal.org. Or be really clever, uh, and you can either go to the website or you can go to Eventbrite uh, and search for Collaboration Global and come to one of our sessions. We have them every month. It's always the last Tuesday of the month. In UK, it's three till five. Um, GMT. So 10 o'clock Eastern. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for the conversion. Um, and you'll meet some amazing people there. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to come and meet everybody um, and just say hi, listen to some amazing speakers. Jill, it just remains for me to say a huge thank you for, for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, whether we're um, having a conversation on or off air. Thank <laughs> you very much for coming. Oh, thank you so much, Jean. It's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Do tune in to the next show. Um, and in the meantime, look after yourself and just think about whether you too could benefit from becoming a member of Collaboration Global. It's been a pleasure to have you. Take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.